Welcome to Behind the SaaS. I'm your host, Aaron Howerton, and this week is all about account mapping. And I'm going to be honest, I just won't be able to get through everything I put into my write-up in 10 minutes or even the 12 minutes I've been stretching it to simply because I've got almost 2,000 words this week. This is not going to be as organized as I want it to be, even in the write-up. Let me tell you what's happening, okay? Account mapping is huge right now. It is all over the place. I see it all over the echo chamber that I'm in on LinkedIn. I know people are doing this, but I haven't come from the operational side. I've noticed a few things, and that's what this week is about. This week is about basically developing what I call a nine-box strategy for account mapping. I'm going to make a prediction. And I think account mapping will have full-time dedicated roles in the next 12 to 18 months, if not sooner. That's right. I think people will be handling account mapping strategy for organizations in a single role. One person helping roll out strategy across all the different places that account mapping can touch. And that's because I think that every single box, what I call the nine box strategy, is because in the, in the spectrum, you have prospects, customers, opportunities across you and your partners. That creates a nine box matrix. I know it's real original. The nine box strategy is making sure that every single box has a strategic approach and a strategic plan for how you're going to support and enable and realize successful growth when, within each one of those segments. So my write-up this week is about how to do that. It's a nine box strategic plan for each one. I would love to have it a little more organized, truth be told, a little bit more polished and give you a little bit more things. But what I did was just try to break down, here's the map. Here's the overlap section. Here's the box. Here's what you can do. Just a bunch of ideas. Here's a bunch of stuff you can do to maximize this box and this overlap. And it's written from the perspective of you, the company. What can you do to help? And it's written with the idea of partner experience in mind. How do you come at this and add value for your partners first? It's part of the give first, give to get mentality. That'll be in some of the foundational assumptions. So let's just talk about a few things that are tied to this. Now, hopefully you're like me and you're like, okay, I like this stuff. Okay, Aaron, I get it. I see it. Now, how do you do this? Well, we got to make some assumptions first, okay? Now, I don't care if you're using Crossbeam, Reveal, Partner Tab, Partner Base, any other account mapping platform. Uh, I learned of a new one just this week, um, Partnerize out there. I don't care which one you're using. I think that you've really got to look at your foundational assumptions. We've got to get some things in line. And then you have to acknowledge that each box is a strategy. Each one has different actions you can take and different people that'll be responsible and that this is a holistic thing. So let's get the assumptions out of the way. One, you've got to have clarity on your ICP and you've limited the populations for that ICP, mainly your prospects and opportunities. Because if they're a customer, we'll take customers across the board, right? So you got to have air ICP limitations so that you get the right mappings and the most valuable effort. You dumping, by the way, dumping thousands and thousands of records into your CRM is not going to magically open a floodgate of revenue. So there's a warning here that I start with in my article. Do not just turn it on and dump all your data into your CRM right at the gate with implementation. I think it's just going to be messy. I don't think it's going to get you what you want. And it, and it comes with some different caveats. One, it's assumption that account mapping is a strategic tool for high value partnerships. Okay. We're not doing this for everyone at the outset. We're not just running out of the gate and giving every partner access to account mapping. This is also a cross-functional effort. I mentioned that every org in the company has a role to play across the nine box strategy. You can't just run at this without support from customer success and BDRs and AEs and partnerships and legal sign-off. Like 
and marketing, like it's just not going to work. You need everyone aligned. Hence the idea that there's going to be somebody, that account mapping analyst or strategy director, taking these things on. You've got to have the boundaries cleared with legal about what you can and can't do with prospect and customer data, um, right? With partner engagement. And then your partner agreements need to have this language included. So you're going to have to have some legal sign off as we share data and begin this new adventure together. What's okay? What is your team said okay? What's our team said okay? You also want to make sure you're sharing definitions and filters of the core objects with every partner. Answer the questions. What is a customer, prospect, or opportunity? What makes them show up? And how do they move from one population to another in your system? What are the triggers? What data matters? Is it the date? Is, the, is it the customer activation date on the account record that actually triggers a new customer? And if so, how soon can we reach out? What are the rules of engagement? That's one of the tips in the boxes that I'm not going to be able to get to because I'm trying to get this into 10 minutes. You're going to have to go read my article this week. Then also you want to define key metrics for your partners. Uh, this could include things like stage definitions for sale processes, customer profile, field definitions, all the things I just mentioned really. And then another big one here, you are not opening Slack channels for every partner just because they signed up. Now don't trust me on this one alone. I got this from Chris Lavoie at Supernode circa 2022. I think he'll back me up. If you start opening a lot of Slack channels for a lot of partners, it just gets really noisy. Hence the idea that this is a strategic effort, strategy. There's a plan, there's an outcome, there's goals. And your goal is to increase revenue, but not just for you. It's give to get. It's for you and your partner. Everybody needs to win. Now, I'm going to go over general guidelines for each group. That's what I'm going to be able to fit in. I'm not going to be able to go over guidelines for each segment. So in the customer to overlap, some general ideas, guidelines, things I think you could do. Set up a monthly showcase for your CSMs on new and existing partner tech. Create spiff programs for referrals and introductions that lead to new confirmed partner business. Get some advanced training options for CSMs as professional growth. Get them certified in partner tech. That's good for their career. What a great thing to do. Yeah, we're going to open the door for you to get free certifications on our tech and partner tech and make you a totally badass CSM. That would be great. Um, get them some invite to your partner conference. Get them on stage as champion status, the ones that are really killing it, selling it, and pushing, right? Give them some attention. Also, partners should know how to identify a new customer in your overlap model. I just said that, right? Tell them what that means and give them some parameters about what that does for you. All right, now I'm going to go on past the different segments. Again, I've got notes in the customer to opportunity, customer to customer, and customer prospect segment in my write-up. Opportunity two, overlap general guidelines. AE should be trained in partner engagement. You just have to have it. It's enablement. There should be enabled on what it means to talk to partners, who to visit, where the benefits are, who are the owners, what are the connection paths, how do they get to the people, what are the rules of engagement. You need to prove the financial benefit to your team. There's lots of research on this. There's lots. I think you can do a few searches and go find it. I linked a, a Crossbeam article uh, from last year that highlights a lot of this and has links to a lot of other content. It just all circulates. Go find some. Prep the stats. Help them understand that partnerships mean more opportunities, higher opportunities. They close faster and customers stay longer. They're going to make more money when they work with partners. Also, if you can, push for pay parity. This is a big organizational change, but don't punish your direct team just because a partner gets involved. That's a common complaint. Well, I'm going to lose percentage. I'm going to lose 20% of my deal if I get a partner involved. I can do it myself. I can, no, I can do it myself. I can do it myself. And then schedule regular showcases for partners. Um, let partners be the hero. Let them come train the team. Put them on the hook for the success and get them visibility and awareness. It's going to build better relationships. Again, we're going to skip over the three segments for prospect opportunity and customer mapping against opportunity. Go read my article. Prospect to 
general guidelines. Now, prospects, I think, are really interesting. You want to review your top IC prospects, I think. Build targeted campaigns around complementary technology. Clarify your prospects with your top five to 10 target partners, right? Really hone in on who you think is going to help you close those particular prospects. You can work across the board once again, but that's broad. We want to be tactical in what we're doing. Share your campaign materials. And across the, I mean, if you're doing campaign work with your partner, get their brand guidelines and develop the co-branded asset for them. You're already doing the work, right? If you're working for them and it's gift to get, uh, put some effort out there to say, hey, here's what we'd love to put in front of your customers. And we've already styled it to your brand guidelines as best we can. Um, then enable your BDRs with partner content. Um, uh, there's a really interesting, uh, one tool I know that I like, because I also really like Jesse, is Fluency that allows you to pull an overlap data based on meetings that are coming up. Get your BDRs trained. That's just-in-time enablement. We're going to bring it to you so you don't have to search it out. Do that. Put it in Specit in Salesforce. I mean, you know I'm a fan of Specit. Um, give them access to this stuff. Give them awareness of targets. Spiff, this is one of my favorite ideas, I think. Drive spiffs from overlaps. Give BDRs more money when they set meetings for accounts with higher overlap counts or for target partner overlaps. Take a different approach to incentivize their awareness and use of this data to set those meetings and open doors for your prospects. Like that would be a really fun way, I think, to get your uh, BDRs on board. Again, I got to spiff, spiff, <laughs> slip and skip over the segments. I don't have time, but I do want to slip in some technical notes because this is a partner ops podcast. I know it says behind the sass and by the way, give me some time because I'm working on some rebrand. You'll see it in the write-up when you go look at it on, on my website um, or at LinkedIn or at Partner Hacker, wherever you're going to find it. Here's some technical notes. Now, again, we're at it 10 minutes. I'm trying to keep it tight. Stay with me. Watch out for what I call faux duplication. When you build a custom population in, in any of these platforms, you run the risk of having like a, a customer-to-customer. You and I, we share a customer. That shows up in the customer-to-customer -customer overlap that I've already tailored to my ICP. If I build another custom overlap model on the customer records against customer and customers, and, and the criteria for that also matches the partner customer, well, then that account's going to show up twice. In those systems, it's in different populations very clearly. In your CRM, it's not so clear all the time, and it looks like duplication. I can get rolled up in counts for the widgets and counts for reports, so be aware of that. In that sense, limit your imports. Only really import the data from the ones that matter, the populations that matter. And I would also say maybe don't bring your custom imports in all if they have a customer to customer. Don't do that. Just, just let that be in the system. Pull it out as you need. I don't know that you need to dump it into your CRM. Really good use case. Widgets offer some unique functionality, but I don't think they're fully there on the end all be all. Hence the prior write-up I did on Specit. I think there's a lot of value. They're going to keep working on it. Keep your eye out. Make sure you line out security up front. Who can see what and why they can see it? Not everyone needs the object. Not everyone needs the widget. Not everyone needs to see this in platform button over there. Make sure you understand the security parameters for your CRM. Work with the vendor and say, hey, here's our list of who we want to see what so they can help you set it up. That's how you write the requirements. Attribution. I'm going to ruffle some feathers here. Some solutions position themselves toward helping you with attribution. I get that. What they're doing is saying, typically, come over here start a conversation and disposition the conversation and then we'll track that back as influence for you so you can see the conversations that influence deals 
The problem is they're asking your sales reps to leave their system to yet another system in a world that is indulgent. Like we are so system heavy right now. And I, I would just keep my expectations low for adoption, except for your highest performing reps who get the value and are willing to go do that. Finally, I would say just limit access. It's a strategic tool. Don't give it to everybody. Don't open the door for anyone and everyone to go use it. Make sure you know what's going on because this is strategy. Um, this is not uh, like it's not a wiki. It's not a Wikipedia. This is a strategic tool. It's meant to add value. Oh, I, mean, I don't know about you, but that was a fast 12 minutes and 15 seconds. Uh, thank you for your time. Again, if you want to see the full write-up, I'm going to invite you to go to my new website, partneropspartner.com. That's right. Your partner ops partner, partneropspartner.com. Um, I just got that up this week. It may have some bugs. Let me know. There will be a section, and I'll highlight this article on that site as well. Would love for you to take a look at it, send me your feedback, share it with your friends, let me know how it works or doesn't work, and let me know, especially when you decide to hire your first strategic owner for account mapping exercises in your company. This is Aaron signing off. I hope you have a phenomenal week. Good luck partnering.